0: I did forget to announce that we're going to have a baptismal service next Sunday morning. Miss Paisley Waldrop, who uh, accepted Christ as Lord and Savior last Sunday morning, she's going to be baptized next Sunday morning. Uh, and we have uh, Miss Macy Deer, who's going to be baptized, and we haven't gotten that in scheduled yet, so we'll, we've got two upcoming baptismals. So be praying for those young ladies. I also forgot to mention that we need to welcome our visitors this morning. We have a few with us this morning, so praise the Lord for you coming and being with us this morning. Take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. And when you get to John chapter 21, we're going to go back to John chapter 5. And we're going to look at both passages of Scripture as I was Preparing for today, you know, I wanted to do a sort of, I guess you'd call it a follow up uh, service after the resurrection. And reading the scriptures and following along the scriptures and, and praying about that. And the Lord put this one thing on my heart that really just two words as the Lord Jesus spoke to his disciples after his resurrection. He was speaking to Peter, and, and we all know what happened to Peter there. Uh, Jesus asked him three times, Do you love me? And Peter said, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And after that, he had announced to Peter the type of death that he would die. And then Peter, he, he came to Peter, and Peter was, was asking, You know, what, what about this? What about that? What about John, who was there with him, uh, the writer of the Gospel of John? And Jesus, in chapter 21, verse 19 and 20, had this to say to Peter, two words, follow me, follow me. Peter turned around, saw John, and he says, what about him? And then in verse 22, Jesus says, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? In other words, he's saying, stay focused. The main thing is, for you, Peter, he says, follow me. I think that coming after the resurrection, we celebrated the Lord's day. We, we celebrated His resurrection, and we had a, a great worship uh, time twice last Sunday. And we had wonderful praise, wonderful worship, and A great time spending time there in God's Word. But now, after the celebration is over of the risen Christ, you see, sometimes we fall back into the same old way of thinking. The same old things, doing the same old, you know, preparing for Sundays and expecting. As a matter of fact, I was talking to Bridget uh, just, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before. And she says, do we have anything special this Sunday? And you know what I said? I said, no, it's just a regular Sunday. You know, and then I thought about that. Wait a minute. What does that mean? A regular Sunday? We we don't have any special presentations. We don't have any special uh, services or anything like that. But this is our opportunity to spend time with God setting aside the world for a time, setting aside all the troubles, all the trials, all the things that we worry about all week long, we get the opportunity to come in here for just a little while, sit down among brothers and sisters in Christ, and focus on God and what He means to us. So two words this morning. Jesus looked at Peter and said, Follow me. Follow me. Do you know that Peter had already promised Jesus that he would follow him wherever he went, even unto death? And then he forsook the Lord, and of course Jesus restored him with the three questions just before that passage of Scripture in verse, or chapter 21 where he told Peter to follow me. He's, Jesus is gathering together Peter's attention and saying, don't worry about this. Don't worry about them, him, whomever. You follow me. Because that's the most important thing. You follow me. Now, after the resurrection, I'm honest. After after Easter services, I was so give out, I went home and slept for two hours. Now, I was tired. And, you know, I looked back on it and I was like... Y'all forgive me. I was thinking to myself, I'm glad we're done. Maybe you felt like that too. Maybe you felt like, I'm just exhausted. I, I, we've done all this running and preparing and all these things, and, and now we're finally, it's it's finally completed, and then you're just exhausted. Well, you know what? The Lord is waiting for us to follow him. Because Jesus didn't stop. Yes, he rested. Yes, he prayed. He did all of those things. But then, he got back to the business at hand. And that's what I really want to talk about this morning. I really want to spend a little time kind of working on what it means to follow Jesus. Because let me tell you what the world thinks. The world will say, and there's a lot of people out there who proclaim to be Christians that think this, you ask Jesus to be in your heart, you say a prayer, you go through the baptism, and then you never have to go to church again, and you're okay with, with the Lord. Everything's fine. Oh yeah, I, I, I joined the church years ago. Now, you had not been to church in a hundred years, but that's, you know, I still, I know Jesus. Wait a minute. You made a decision at one time that you were going to follow Him, but you haven't. And you haven't kept your covenant with the Lord. Now I'm starting to preach a different message now, one that, a different one. That was next week. Alright, so y'all come back and hear it next week. So we've got, let's go back now to chapter 5 of the book of John, and I want to talk about following Jesus. How do we do that? How is it that we, we, uh, we get to the point to where, you know, all the special things may be over with, but... Every day, the everyday grind, where the rubber meets the road. How is it that we come to worship and follow Him all the time? We have to make sure that we do three things. And that's what we find in this passage of Scripture. I'm going to read verse, uh, starting in verse 16 through verse 23. Now, understanding that this is coming right out of Jesus has just healed a paralytic man. And they, the, the Pharisees, Sadducees, they put the man on trial because they caught him toting his bed across uh, town on a Sabbath, and that was unlawful. That was one of their traditions. They said, You can't work on, on Sunday or on the Sabbath day, and that's working. So they put him on trial. And he says, The man who healed me, he's the one that told me to do this. Verse 16. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill Him, because He had done these things on the Sabbath. And Jesus, or but Jesus, answered them, My Father has been working until now, and I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill Him, because He not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was His Father, making Himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself but what He sees the Father do. For whatever He does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself does. And He will show Him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead, and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom He will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son, because or just as the that all should honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. This morning there's three things that we need to remember in order to follow Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our God and King, as we bow before you right now, we know full well that you hold our life in your hand. That you give us the breath that we breathe. That you have brought us here by your purpose, by your will, so that we could partake of the Word of God and hear from the Holy Spirit and seek to worship you in spirit and in truth. And follow you. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us here. Thank you for speaking to us. I pray, Father, that we will be found faithful in our obedience to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, in this passage of Scripture, the first thing that we need to do in order to remember, in order to follow Jesus, is remember. First of all, we need to remember who He is. And you think about that for for just a minute, and everybody's going to say, yeah, we know who Jesus is. Jesus is the Son of God. He's the one who came and and died for us. But, here's the thing. We forget who He is. We put Him on the back side of our consciousness, and we put everything else before Him. if you're like me, sometimes... Jesus takes second place. And that's being generous. You see, Jesus wants our attention all the time. Not that we walk around with a cloud around our head and, and we're just oblivious to everything else. But no, He wants to use us in the situations that we are in every day, wherever we are, so that He can be honored and glorified. The first thing that we need to do is remember who He is. Now, reading this passage of Scripture... Jesus says to them, because they were seeking to kill him because he had broken the Sabbath. Now, their tradition was, they, they would make up extra laws. Instead of saying, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, like the, the, the uh, commandment said, you see, they had listed all of these rules out and saying, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. Well, toting a burden was what they considered work. Healing a lame man on the Sabbath was considered work, no matter how good it was. So, Jesus said this, My Father has been working until now, and I have been working. And then He says, most assuredly, verse 19, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself, but what He sees the Father do, for whatever He does, the Son also does in like manner. Jesus was telling them in plain language for them at that time, I am the Son of God. God is my Father. They understood that. They knew that that was what He was saying. Therefore, they decided they wanted to kill Him even more. They got even madder at Him. Because He said this, In verse 20, the first part of verse 20, For the Father loves the Son. Now, as the Israelites knew God at that time, understand, it had been 400 years since God had spoken to a prophet, to His people, before John the Baptist came on the scene. 400 years of silence. And then you have John the Baptist. And then you know after that, you've got the Lord Jesus coming, preaching and teaching, healing, all these miracles, all these things. And you had to to know the world was turned upside down by what He was doing. But there were those who didn't want it turned upside down. And they didn't want to admit that God had come among them. We have to remember who... God is. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all God. So we look back in the scriptures and we think about the Israelites, how, what they would be thinking at that time. How did God reveal Himself to them? He revealed Himself in the past as the deliverer, the one who brought them out of Egypt, the one who. Uh, all the the plagues in Egypt, all those mighty things, He said He delivered them out with a strong arm. He was the deliverer. At Mount Sinai, He was the lawgiver. He was the one that told them how they were to behave daily. All the things that they were to live by all of their life. He was the lawgiver. He also, as He took them to the promised land, He proved to them that He was the possessor of heaven and earth. Anything that He had that He wanted them to have, they would get if they were obedient. He revealed Himself as the Deliverer, the Lawgiver, the Possessor of Heaven and Earth. Now in Jesus' day, understanding that they hadn't heard from God in a long time, but when Jesus came on the scene, you have to know, my goodness, what is going on here? This guy is working miracles. Miracles. This lame man is lying by a pool in a huge crowd and all of a sudden he's healed. He jumps up. He's running around. He's toting his, his bed. So he's going home. What happened? What made the difference? God in the midst of the people made the difference. Jesus came as the Lamb of God. Remember what John the Baptist said about Jesus whenever he... Came on the scene. Jesus was walking by while John was teaching and preaching. There was a multitude of people there, and he said, Behold, the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world. And pointing to Jesus, they had a reference, they they knew this was who it was. Also, at the day of Jesus' baptism, he went to John, and John says, No, I'm not going to baptize you. I need to be baptized by you. And Jesus says, Let it be so now, because we need to fulfill scriptures. And then after his baptism in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, a voice came down from heaven and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. There was another witness. Not only was there John's testimony, but a heavenly testimony. That Jesus was the Son of God. God said, this is my beloved Son. If we want to follow Jesus, we need to remember who He is. Who is He to you today? The Scripture clearly says, Jesus clearly admits that He's the Son of God. Do you believe that today? Let me. I know you, you might believe that, but have you acted on that today? That He is the King of glory. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He is at the right hand of the Father right now, making intercession for all those who believe in Him. This is the One whom we will answer to one day. Do you believe that? And if you believe that, what are you doing about it? Are you following Him? Or do you just read your Bible occasionally and come to church once in a while to check off a a, a box and say, yeah, I did that, and now I'm good with God again? Or are you really following Him? You know Jesus' words. Jesus says, deny yourself daily. Take up your cross and follow me. Who is He to you today? We've got to remember who He is. And in going back to verse 17 and then verse 20 and 21, we've got to remember what He has done. Remember what He has done. You see, Jesus said there in verse 17, My Father has been working until now, and I have been working. And then verse 20, For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He Himself does, and he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. Jesus, we have to remember what he has done. If we're going to follow him, you see, we've got to have some context. First of all, we've got to know who he is, and then we've got to realize what he's done for us. The scripture says, God raises the dead and gives life to whom He will. And Jesus says, just like the Father has done, I do also. Now He's saying this to the people, uh, most of whom would not believe in Him, who were spiritually dead, who would most likely die in their sins, but He said to them, I have the power to bring you back to life. And this was the same crowd that cried out on the day that He was crucified, Crucify Him! And then when He was buried, He died on the cross, taken down, put in the tomb, and they says, hey, we need to guard the tomb, because He said He was going to come back to life. You see, they knew it. They had heard it, and they believed it enough to put a guard up. But they didn't believe it enough to make it change their life. You see, they heard him say, follow me. But you know what they were unwilling to do? Give up what they had to follow him. Jesus raises the dead and gives life. It Go right back to the, the tomb of Lazarus. As Jesus goes there, Lazarus had been dead four days. He calls Lazarus forth and he tells all the people, take off his grave clothes because he's alive. Jesus saves to the uttermost. Let me give you an example. And I'm standing right here. I praise the Lord for my salvation. Because when I was a little boy in Ruth Baptist Church, just down the road, I gave my life to Christ. He saved me because I was a sinner and I knew it. And I went before Him and said, I have sinned, I've fallen short of your glory. I, I can't remember the exact prayer. I'm not going to quote it to you right now, but but I knew that I had need of a savior and that Jesus was the Savior and He saved me. I wasn't a bad kid. I was a regular kid. I got in trouble just like everybody else and continued to after I was saved. Now I'm not perfect, I'm not saying that. But I was a little boy who was lost. And Jesus loved me enough to give me life. Jesus can save anybody. Anybody. It does not matter what you have done. You are not any worse than anybody else. Because one sin disqualifies us From holiness and righteousness, it disqualifies us from heaven. No matter what the sin is. Moses was a murderer. David was an adulterer. Paul was a murderer. Persecuted the church. What about you? Have you done anything like that? And yet... They found forgiveness. They found life in Christ Jesus because He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Me. Jesus saves. That's what He has done. I like to go to the book of Ephesians in the first chapter. If you want to follow me over there, do that. Let's. Let's talk about what Jesus has done for just a minute. As the writer Paul writes in Ephesians, he's writing to the church and he says this: the the first part of the first chapter, he's talking about past tense things. Things that have been done. Things that are completed. In every verb that he uses there, it's past tense. Beginning in verse 3, says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He didn't say He will bless us. He says He has blessed us. He has provided for us that very thing. Verse 4, just as He chose us in Him, past tense, Jesus chose us before we chose Him. He died for us before we were ever born so that we could have everlasting life in His name. In verse 5, it says, having predestined us. Past tense. You see, what we are, we have the salvation that Jesus offers available to us all the time. In verse 6, He made us accepted in the beloved. He made us, you see, that's past tense. He has paid the price. He has accomplished the purpose, and it's done. Remember who He is. Remember what He has done for you. That will cause you to follow Him. In verse 8, it says, He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence the riches of His grace. Verse 7 and 8. He made all of that abound toward us, past tense. In other words, it's available now. Because He accomplished it before. In verse 11, In Him also we have obtained an inheritance. We have obtained. It's a possession. It is yours. In Christ Jesus. When you follow Him. When you trust Him as Lord and Savior. When you... Give Him your everything. He gives you His everything. Has He given you everlasting life? I'll tell you what He has given you. He's given you an opportunity to accept His sacrifice and everlasting life today. What has He done for you today? Who is Jesus to you? today what has he done for you today he has given you the opportunity today to hear his voice to accept it follow him now we remember who he is we remember what he's done going back into John chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 Jesus' words, He says, For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. That all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. You've got to remember what Jesus said. Remember who He is, what He's done, and what He said. And this is what He said, closing out that verse. He says, if you do not honor the Son, you do not honor the Father. If you don't honor the Father, then you aren't honorable toward Him and will not receive His inheritance. Verse 24, read that with me. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears My word, and believes in Him who sent Me, has everlasting life, and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Jesus said, if you hear Him, and you act on His Word, you believe what He said, and it enters in, and you Accept what he said, accept that he is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God, and you then begin your walk with him, following him. You are, he said, you have passed from death into life, and you will no longer be in judgment. Are you honoring him today? Are you seeking to follow Him in a way that's pleasing to Him? Are you seeking righteousness, holiness? You see, you know, we live in a world that seeks a whole lot of other things. And God gets a small portion of their planning, of their intentions of their time. But God says, you need to remember who I am, what I've done for you, and what I said. Because without those three things, you'll never follow Jesus. One other thing that Jesus said, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, He said, come to Me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. A lot of people lined up to follow Jesus. Many of them continued with him for a long time. But there were those who made excuses, says, well, you know, I'll give me a little bit of time to make preparations, and then I'll come follow you. And Jesus says, if you don't follow me now, you probably never will because your mind is on other things you see what they didn't do was they weren't remembering that he was the son of God and he could provide for them every step of the way they didn't realize what he was willing to do for them and they didn't understand what he said or at least they didn't act on it so this morning who is he to you Is He the Son of God? Is He your Savior? More importantly, is He your Lord? Your Master? The One you follow? Because if you're not following Him, guess who you are following? Because there's only two Masters. And yet Jesus, hanging on the cross, said of those who were crucifying Him. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And He still says, today, come to Me, all you who are heavy laden, burdened down, in need, and I will give you rest. Last week, we ask the question, is He worthy? Is He worthy of your time, your allegiance? Is He worthy? And if He is, what are you going to do about it? If you say you follow Jesus, are you walking in His footsteps? Or are you breaking new ground? The Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. This morning, follow Jesus. Every day, follow Jesus. Remember who He is, what He's done, and what He said. He told Peter, Follow me, stay focused. Don't worry about anything else. Follow me. This morning, your invitation is simply this. If you're seeking Jesus, follow Him. Come. Ask Him for His salvation. As He saves you, He will put in your heart direction for the rest of your life. Let's pray together now. Father, we do bow our heads before You. We understand and know full well You are the Creator. You hold us in Your hand. You have provided for us everlasting life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Help us never to forget that and help us to follow You faithfully every day. And Father, my prayer is for the ones this morning who haven't made that commitment. Father, will you you show them your love for them? Will you show them your desire for them? Because of the things that you have done for them, help them to accept your gift of salvation. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.